it broke my heart a little bit that the guys didn't know what else to think but what they were thinking and they they doubted you know and they doubted like that i wasn't there to for all the reasons that you were counting on me to be there everybody up you know so they all get in and i said turn around lean on lean on one another i'm not just making this up as we're going i said okay <laughs> imagine <laughs> imagine here comes ucla climbing over the top of the coliseum if they all come down they all together come together if we're this tight this connected they'll never get between us and so we go through the whole thing we don't want to disrespect one another so our teammates on you know clearing the air and all that earl stops me in the middle and he goes what do you want me to do? <laughs> you want me to practice with these guys like I like these guys? Before we get started, we got our first sponsor. Shout out to Manscaped. Wait, hold on, hold on, hold on, wait. So that's Manscaped, and I see you got a nice, fresh cut. Yeah, absolutely. You, you're looking good. You can trim yourself up, do your mustache. Right. Do what you're supposed to do, you know what I mean? What, what's, wait, wait, what's, no, no, what you're what you supposed to do. What what's the, what? mandatory? Hey, what's, what's that? that? What's that? The way you want your woman coming to bed, fellas, come to bed the same way, if you know what I mean. So, so, so wait a minute. Hold on. In front of the world, right now, you just admitted that I, I told you you look good here, and then you said be universal, so you using those clippers for down there and up there. You come to KJ's crib, you just want to cut Cliff, you just want to cut. He gonna don't cut. Don't he gonna, that on my face, he gonna cut you with the same no. clippers that he hit you with down there, and you he, hit you up there. He ain't getting cut with these. Only me. <laughs> okay. okay. And the way I, the way I, you know what I'm saying. Don't, hey, don't do your kids like that either, man. Don't be trying to use the same thing. With I'm you. not. I'm not. I'm not. So the man, so the manscape keep you right. Absolutely. Mm. Absolutely. Stay fresh. Stay clean. Mm. Manscape. And make sure y'all use a promo code for this. KJ20, 20% off, free shipping. Manscaped, appreciate y'all. Hey, G, I don't know about you, yeah, but we didn't have some cool guests on this show. Yes, we had. We didn't have Golden Tate. We didn't have Luke Wilson. Ooh, ooh. All guys we, that he knows. Yeah, we. We didn't have Mebane, but I feel like we didn't made it today. Coach, appreciate you, man. Happy to be here. Appreciate you, appreciate you. And, and, Good to see you guys. And G, I don't know if you know this, but rule number three of the program is no whining, no excuses, <laughs> no complaining. Mm. I'm going to help you on that, okay? No. Rule number three in the program is be early. Oh, okay. oh, yeah. hold up. Okay. Rule don't, number two. Don't, don't cut that. Rule don't number two of the program yes, is the whine, no excuses, no complaining. There you go. Coach, you I go. know you're not the whine or the excuse or the complainer, but sometimes we got to get stuff off our chest. If there's anything today, anything that you want to get off your chest today. No, I'm 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 flying. The floor is yours, coach. I, I'm, I'm flying. I got no complaints. The uh, uh but this this was my first day back. <laughs> now that you bring it up, this was my first day back after somebody put out all those clips of me throwing last week. You should have seen the boys tear me up today. Oh, oh. Lord. <laughs> Every, they oh, man. I'm talking on the field today. My yeah. on seven, they killed me today. And, and uh, they, they, I think they picked off 15 balls today. I mean, today. Because you've been doing this they were going for 15 speed. years yeah, now. And how the media. It, it's been no big deal. And all of a sudden, it may make something of it. Dog, yeah. I love the responses. But is that what you need to get off your chest? Because I got something to get off my chest. Oh, you get something off the your floor, chest. The floor is yours, Gene. Well, this, you got up here and you act like you didn't understand where you were. So it made me ask, is this the first time you've been in Pete's office? I didn't spend a lot of time in here. This oh, may yeah. be my third. Can you can you tell us about why you were in here the first or the second time? <laughs> well, I remember the very first time I came in here. Why was it you was, in here? It was maybe year five, year six. Okay. And um, it was it was it was the off season, and I was with Bobby. I was like, "Hey, Bobby, I th we got to go talk to Coach." <laughs> oh, okay. I'm like, I don't use the same thing. I was like, "Bobby, we got to go talk to Coach." Mm. And me and Bobby came up here. He's like, "Hey, Coach, what do we what do we head to as a team?" 
Like, mm. what are we really doing? And there was a guy that was a free agent. This guy got to be back on our team. It was Deshaun Shed. Oh, there you go. I was like, Coach, I'm not trying to tell you how, but Shed, we got to have Shed back in this building some way, somehow. And he's I, still here now. He's still here. He ain't going anywhere. He's going to be in D.C. soon. Yeah. And uh, well, that's what I loved about you, Coach. It was you come in here. Hey, we could, we could have open dialogue. And, you just um, didn't have many issues. You didn't, you didn't I have, have nothing to complain about. We, no, we were we were fine. We didn't have any any uh, hot topics that we had to beat up. And, and but I I would get to him a lot now. I mean, I'd talk, be talking in his ear about this or that. Oh yeah, he just like, before before here. yeah we we talked. Yeah, need a little help here, a little help yeah. there. You know, because he was just such a perfect teammate, and and it was so easy to to lean on on Cage. You know, so that that's. He didn't have to come in, but now some other guys they had to come in here a lot. A lot, yeah. No, that wasn't me. <laughs> it's different. So when you coach, when you talk about a guy like KJ, right? And so I was going to ask this later, but I ask it now. Someone who did everything the right way, like KJ did, mm-hmm. and over the years, sometimes you guys got to make decisions. How do you process making those decisions on if a guy like because you know KJ. It mm. came to mm-hmm. a crossroads. It was right. time for sure. me. How we do did. you make we, that? We went through it. The uh, how do I do it? You know, it's it's first off. Let me ex- let me explain. I think I said it before, but uh, the the fact that we grew up through football here at the Seahawks together, and I was you know early coach, and these guys got in the program early, and we 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 just kind of grew together. I never really even pictured that it was going to come to the end of their careers and I'm going to be dealing with that stuff. And I, I, in college, you know, it's four or five years and the guys are out of there and it was just always logical and you bring in the new guys, is no big deal. You miss the guys as they graduate and all. But here, this, this you experience going to the end of careers and, and those are enormous, enormous changes. So how did I go through it? I painfully went through it with our guys that, that we love so much uh, because you could see it coming. Something, you know, you knew it's, it's inevitable and you're going to have to deal with it. And we thought about it and talked about it. How could we treat the guys with the respect that they deserve and on and on. And, but then ultimately you're still going to have to say, Hey, we got to do something different, you know? And, and, uh, and so it's, 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 it's just nasty. It's a nasty part of it. And I'm, I'm grateful, you know, that we had the years to do it and, and, and to live together in, in this, this life we have, but, but it's, it's, it's not a happy, easy time. And, and, and it's just something you got to deal with. Yeah. Do, do you remember us in the, in the, when the way, in the way, in the way room? Yeah, in the what way happened? So, yeah. Coach, coach called me. I was a free agent just going through it. Mm-hmm. My phone wasn't ringing. No team was willing to sign me. I don't know how you knew this, but I was in the dark space. Yeah. And coach called me and said, Hey cage, uh, what you doing, man? Meet, meet me here at the VMAC. Let's talk in the weight room. And it, and it wasn't like, you're about to come back. It's like, we're here for you. We support you. Maybe down the line, if a guy gets hurt or something presents itself, we'll bring you back. But right now, it's just not it's not going down. And I appreciated that so much because you didn't have to do that. You got your own team to worry about. I'm a free agent. Even though we had that decade together, you still reached out. And it's like, hey, man, I know you're going through it. I still want to check in on you. Yeah, just well, it's just like you. it's no different now. If something was up now, I would do the same. I'd call you now if we had <laughs> some yeah. reason to, because it's just once you, you know, once we've kind of crossed that threshold where we're we're joined at it at the hip, you know, we're connected. And so, like, it won't matter ten years from now or wherever, we're still going to be leaning on one another. When if I need you, you need me. I would pop in a second, and I would count on you too. You know, and but with that too, it's 
if you're close enough, then you also can feel guys and you can feel what they're going through. You can kind of anticipate. They're not always right. But in that case, you know, I just, it was, it was a hard time. It had been mm-hmm. quite a while before anything had happened. And we were, I, I was still trying to figure out how we could do it, you know. And the problem I mean, is, I could have could, thought of something <laughs> that could have worked. Some yeah, way, I know, I know. But what happens is the darn money gets in the way, you know, and, and it, it, it taints it taints the decision making. It's hard. It's it's yeah. just hard, and it's it's real. I mean, it, it's how do you shift somebody's brain when I'm I'm this and now I'm not, you know? And and, yeah. and you see me that way, and uh, it's like with Bobby, you know, dealing with Bobby the last I don't know five or six years, you know, representing himself. Oh yeah. man, that was so hard. How, how was it? That was so hard. He did a fantastic job, but it's so hard because you got to tell the. When you tell an agent something, say like I'm telling you, well, you know, KJ's he's getting up in his years, you know, he's doing good, but you know, I, you know, I would like to see him do this or that. It's not like I'm saying it right to his face, you know. Mm-hmm. You know but now you're mm-hmm. talking to Bob. Now, now I'm talking to this guy over here, and I'm telling mm-hmm. him the same thing. And he's got to filter those thoughts, and because it's just hard and it's difficult, it makes it a challenging uh, relationship. It challenges the relationship. In Bobby's case, we made it. Yeah, man. we made it through everything, yeah. you know, and so proud of that because he's such a, you know. Nobody's closer to him in the oh, yeah. world than you, oh, yeah. and and, and we, we love the guys so much. But we made it through it, and and now we pop out with this relationship we have now. It's perfect. It's perfect right now, and so we're just let's just hopefully we can cash in on all of it. Mm-hmm. Coach, do me a favor. I want you to take it back a little bit. You have dedicated fifty years to this game. It's fifty, coach. Fifty freaking years. You've yeah. been investing in dudes' lives. Spent time away from your family. Like pouring into dudes going on 50 years. <laughs> wow. Coach, talk to me. Like, what 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 is these? I mean, not not with these 50 years been like, but what has this been like for you? When, when did you first get started? And what has it been like to see your career to where you are now? Well, it, it's yeah. had stages of it, you know, and, and the early stages when I wasn't getting paid for years, you know, and just another another GA job and all that stuff. That was the early years were, were just were just hard and you just had to just almost be stupid to, to keep doing it because we weren't getting any money we weren't getting paid any. what was they paying y'all coach we, we, <laughs> when, when Glenn and I went to Arkansas this was my fourth year of coaching yeah. okay I'd already been a GA for three years at UOP and nobody knew and nobody cared but fortunately a friend of mine went on the Lou Holtz first year mm-hmm. going there at, at Arkansas and they paid me $172 a month for nine months <laughs> you're a grown I, man. I, you're didn't grown man. It, I didn't make enough money to cover our rent you know yeah. Glenna had she had to work in the athletic department I mean that was after that was year four you know and yeah. so people don't you know they don't know that so they don't care but it's uh, there was some really lean years but yet you know how I would go about it I mean I didn't go about it any different than I go about it now I was looking for the fun and having a good time and running around and making sure that we were doing everything we could do and learning like crazy and I and I was I was captured by some great coaches that really turned my life in a direction that gave me a chance to do something special. And, and, and literally they, they gave me things that I could coach that I could, you know, have represent my background that could help me be effective. And, and it just, it worked out eventually, you know, and I, I got fired a lot now. I have, I don't know how many times it is, but I, I you think I know, but I, I've been fired enough times where I've had my butt kicked, you know, and, and, uh, you have to get back up and go again. The thing that always helped me keep going is I never bought into the reason they fired me. I thought they were wrong. So, so, <laughs> I thought they made a mistake. Yeah. And they screwed it up. And so, you know, it, it just, like didn't affect me. So I didn't get beat down by it. I just said, screw it. I'm going to keep going, you know. And and that, I was fortunate that that, that kept, just kept – it was the positive, forward-thinking, something good's about to happen 
kept me going. So coach, when you was going through that time, you was getting fired, um, losing your job, you know, making $170. <laughs> like, when did you feel like this is who Pete Carroll is? I have my values. Yeah. I have my morals. This is something I'm going to stand on yeah. until I'm done coaching. Yeah, that's a great question because that's a question that I wish everybody would get asked and, made, and be made to answer it because it's so important to step back, take a look at your world, your life, your friends, your relationships, your loves, and and, and figure out where the heck you are and who you are. And uh, without that moment, I don't know how you ever really get to the best you can be, you know, and, and because it gives you a chance to, to authentically connect with what makes you tick and, and all that. And it really, it took me, um, I made some good steps along the way. I had really good people helping me and supporting me and believing in me, but when I didn't know what they were believing in. I mean, Monty Kiffin, my guy that, that and I'm in Arkansas as a GA, and he's, he's I'm going to get the K-State job. I want you to be my defensive coordinator. I said, you got to be kidding. <laughs> I can't do that. There's yeah. no way I could do that. I don't yeah. know nothing, you know? And But he believed in me. So people that believed in me kept me going well before I, I knew to believe in myself. And uh, and did you uh, have that moment? Yeah, I did. I really did have the moment. After getting fired in, in, in uh, New England, uh, there was a real moment. It was a... Uh, where I was, I sat out the year. They, you know, I didn't. I'd been a head coach. I didn't want to go be a coordinator somewhere yet. I thought I could still be a head coach. I thought I had a chance to do it, but I didn't have my act together, and I, I didn't do as well as I ne- needed to. And I'm sitting there, and my moment is. I've told this before, you know, but I'm really John Wooden spoke to me, and I'm reading his book, and, mm-hmm. and he there was a statement in there where he had won uh, his first national championship at UCLA in basketball in his 16th or 17th year, and I went, oh god dang. Because I knew Coach, and I knew what he what he was like and what he was all about. And it hit me that w- once he figured out exactly who he was, because mm-hmm. he was a strange duck now. He was odd. Was he? Yeah, he was yeah. a strange. He's a great man. But he had his own ways and didn't care what anybody thought and and just proceeded to, to carry on what he believed in. And it hit me that, man, I got to – if I don't do that, I, I'm not going to have a chance. You know, so uh, – and it was that moment that stuff all started happening and popping in me. And it was really, it was my epiphany. It was my moment that changed my life and, and uh, my football life, you know. And, and uh, so that's when, that's when the USC thing came together. It was really in that, that time there and within about three months from that time right there, I was getting the, UC, the USC job and, you know, going for it. And so uh, that's made all the difference. We all know the success that you had at USC and what you did there. And then uh, here in 2010, uh, you come here to Seattle. Um, the fortunate thing is, is I was here before you got here and I was the car wash dude that was out yeah. there. And then you come. So I'm going to tell you what probably most people won't. <laughs> I remember when you first got here and and when the music was playing, a lot of the guys were like, hey, I don't know about this dude, gee. I'm like, really? <laughs> like, yeah, I don't, I don't know about this. So I want you to Bring it back to when you first got here, knowing that you're going to, like you're Pete Carroll, right? You're coming here, you got hired to change the culture, to get started. How tough was it to really incorporate that Pete Carroll culture, that positiveness, that, wait a minute, a lot of guys thought, I don't know about this positive stuff. It's not real. Tell yeah. us, tuck you us still back. Say to- the same thing. <laughs> yeah. But because yeah. uh, it was a lot of guys, like music wasn't a thing back then yeah. in practice. Uh, I, I would tell you that I was probably so full of myself in the SC years. <laughs> <laughs> you couldn't tell I, them anything. I, I, I wasn't, yeah, I wasn't worried about a thing. I, I, now, I say that, but I wanted to know what would happen when we brought the approach to the league. And it wasn't any, any really, you know, 
out of this world thinking other than if you look after people and you really care for them and you take care of them and you really figure out who they are and you relate with them, what's going to happen? You know, on, on, in the NFL, because I've been in the NFL for 16 or 17 years. I mean, I was, the NFL, I wasn't unfamiliar with that at all. And, and I had experienced all of that. But coming back, we had, we had turned the world around a little bit in, in leading the program. And I wanted to see what would happen. And I, Carl Smith, and I talked to Tater way back then. I said, hey, how about, how about coming back to Seattle? We'll go up there two or three years, and then they'll probably kick our ass out of there. You know? <laughs> let's yeah. go up there and see what happens. You yeah. know? And he said, okay, let's go. You know? And so that's really kind of how it went about it. And I, I, mean, I, I didn't. I didn't change hardly anything. I didn't do anything different. I wasn't. I wasn't worried. The transition. I don't even remember it being uncomfortable, other than the fact that we remember all those transactions. We oh, did. Oh, guys yeah. were coming and going. It was like a turnstile. You, you you one of my one of my buddies that uh, took me in, Rob Sims. You traded him away. <laughs> and by the way, shout out to Rob Sims because if he's watching this, that that pick was the reason for Cam Chancellor. So <laughs> it, it worked out. Yeah, you, it, that worked out. It, quite it worked well. out. But it, it really. Um, you know, it wasn't a hard transition for me. And I just had to just get enough guys that would come along because we don't do stuff the same way other guys do it. I know that. We don't talk the same way. We don't. Our expectations aren't the same. We don't talk to people, treat people, you know, in the same manner. And so um, we were out there by ourselves. So it was okay. You know, we just went for it. And so, Coach, you talk about all those transactions that were made. You come into a franchise that's been going on since the 70s. What is it that you, what is it that you want to see in this building like, I got to get this fixed. This is going on before me. If you're going to move forward with us, I need this building to look this way from the third floor all the way down to the bottom. Yeah. Um, <laughs> we just need to get here. Mm-hmm. We just need to get here and do it and, 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 and just live the way we, we you know, that I, that I had grown to live in, in this job and in this leadership position. I had eight years, you know, at, at SC to, to really let, let it out. And we didn't hold it back for nothing. We didn't hold anything back. We just went for it in every direction that we could. And I want to do the same thing here. And what fortunately, uh, when Paul uh, you know, and Todd Lewicki was really representing the, the franchise, um, contacted me, and, and Tim was part of that too. Tim Lewicki was part of that. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, the r- right from the beginning, see, I'd already had talked to six or seven teams in the NFL about going there. And nothing ever clicked. Nothing was right. And uh, the timing was really good because it was where we were, you know, at that time. But in talking with Todd, he was going to let me do the whole thing. He had one of the first questions he asked me, would you want to be the general manager? And I said, no, I just like to hire the guy, you know. You know, I don't want that job. I don't like the job. But I, but I like to be responsible. I wanted to be able to call the shots. Because in college, you did everything. You know, you mm. would charge everything. Personnel decisions. And in that, I found... Uh, my relationship with personnel. I mean, I mean, it's always been different when you're just coaching, you know, and that's why we played young guys and we tried, you know, and the way we went about recruiting and look the kinds of people that we looked for, uh, the makeup of, of the, you know, the, the competitors and all that kind of stuff. That's really where the, the culture came from. It came from the people that we, and how we cared for everyone. It wasn't so much, it wasn't so much like the color of the walls and the paints and all that kind of stuff. It was who we were and we wanted to overwhelm them and overwhelm with uh, optimism, overwhelm them with care, uh, overwhelm with energy and juice and great football. I mean, it had to be great. If we weren't, I, I right. really think if you, if you can be a really good coach at doing all the head coaching stuff. If you don't have the scheme, you can't get there. And if you, you can have a really good scheme and you can hang for a while, but it catches up with if you don't have your culture in order and you can't deal with the issues and all that kind of stuff, you got to have all of that together to have a chance to stay very long here. I mean, look what happens. Right. You know, guys go two, three years all the time, you know, and it's hard. It, it, and so, 
you know, we thought we had enough of it, and we we had a real good picture of what we wanted our, our football to look like. You remember how strict we were about running the football and playing defense and kicking game, closing the circle, toughness, all of those things. Those were all USC thoughts. wasn't any different. So we just incorporated it here and just kind of didn't care what anybody thought. One of the one of the things that whenever I go speak to organizations, one of the things that on the outside looking in that I've learned from you is the I'm in sign. Right. Like that sign of tapping it in. And I re- and I remember this because some guys are like, oh, we're supposed to tap the I'm in before we go out to practice. Right. When you first got here in 2010. And the reason the I'm in sign is so big is because I think that one of the your recipe is guys and everyone has to be bought in to what it is that you're doing. I want you to talk about like the importance of buying in because I know for me as a car detailer, I bought into this culture as well. Mm-hmm. And hold up, before you answer that, Coach, that I'm in sign is all over this building. I know, yeah. When you go out to practice, mm-hmm. into meeting rooms, mm-hmm. it's all over the place. Coach, t- tell us about... Can I tell you a little story? It doesn't, doesn't really relate to what was going on here. I'll tell you where that came from. Uh, uh, the first night at USC that we had had the off-season program, we tried to bust their tails. We tried to wear them out, break them down. How, how, how could you work so hard, so many drills? You know how you do in the off-season program. And at the end of that, I said, I know you guys probably think that was a good hard day today, but we're not done yet. Meet me at the 50-yard line at the stadium Policy. at 10 o'clock tonight. Mm. You know, and, mm. okay, so and they were, you know, they're all going looking around, you know, what, what do you mean? Yeah. You know, so, so I had no idea what I was going to do. <laughs> I didn't have a clue. And, and so I, I kind of started panicking, you know, and I didn't know, what am I going to do? And right where I parked my car outside of the, the, the building there, across the street was a fire department. And, and so... I some I don't know had a stroke of thought that uh, I, maybe maybe they can help me out. So I go over to the fire department. And I said, "Do you guys have a big rope? You know, if the fire department's got ropes." Said, yeah, matter of fact, we do. We got a big like about fifty foot rope. It's about like this, you know. I said, "Can I borrow it?" And they said, "Sure, coach, you can have it. Go ahead, you know." And so, so uh, <laughs> go ahead. We, we go to the stadium, you know, and I got all the coaches there, and the lights are really dim. You know, just kind of the, the security lights are on. It was awesome setting and all that. And we got this rope out that we're at the fifty yard line. The coaches are all there. And it's it's like ten oh two. I thought, oh, they ain't coming. <laughs> They're not coming, you know. And all of a sudden, you can kind of hear this din of the guys coming down the the, the ramp there at the Coliseum. And they're, they're all walking together, and, and it's really loud as they come out of the thing, you know. It's just a great setting. It's all dark in the, in, in the middle of the night almost. And and, uh, and as they come out, they can see the coaches on the field, and they get quiet. And they come walking across the field, yeah. you know. And so they walk all the way out to us, and, and uh, I said, okay. This day's not over yet. <laughs> I'm just making this stuff up. <laughs> and I said, Give me your best 11 guys on offense and your best 11 guys on defense. I didn't even know the team hardly at the time. And, I said, and we have a tug of war. So we, we, uh. we stage we a big tug of war right there, you know? And, oh. and so we line the whole thing up and we pull this way and they pull this way and they're yelling and cheering for one another. And the defense cheats as always. And they put about five more guys jump in and they pull and it just mm-hmm. everybody falls in a big heap. And so I said, right, everybody up, you know? And I, I said, Carson Palmer, I said, what did we learn from that? And he goes, I don't know, coach. And I go, oh, <laughs> I'm calling the leader. He doesn't know. I said, Carson, didn't we, didn't we learn that if, we, if we're not all pulling in the same direction, we can't all win together? Mm. Yeah, that's right, coach. I said, oh, we got a chance, you know. And I says, oh, everybody up. Oh, sorry. Everybody up, you know. So they all get in. And I said, turn around, lean on, lean on one another. I'm just making this up as we're going. And all get leaning together, you know. Mm-hmm. I said, okay, <laughs> imagine, <laughs> imagine, here comes UCLA climbing over the top of the Coliseum, and there's there's Washington coming, and there's Oregon coming over. If they all come down, they all together come together. If we're this tight, this connected, they'll never get between us. Is that right? Yeah, they're cheering. Mm-hmm. Everybody's going crazy, you know. And so I said, I know right now, 
right now, you would, you'd all say, I'm in, I'm in, I, I would do this. I don't want you to say I'm in right now. I said, you come find me around campus or when you really feel it, you've had a chance to think about it, you come by and just check in with me and say I'm in. And so that was it. Very brave. Coach, you know? how how you wow. going tell people wow. to meet you at 10 o'clock? I had no idea. No <laughs> plan. Tug of war. I don't know. I don't know. How. I had no idea. No. The tug of war thing, we just locked out. I wouldn't have thought of that, but the fire station was right yeah. there, you know. Anyway, so that's where I'm in started, you know, and, and it was it was about, a you know, committing to be part of, you know, and, and so now we do it on a daily basis is an affirmation to just mm-hmm. remind us. But anyway, that was okay. way more than you wanted. <laughs> no, okay. Love it. Now tell me about the central theme of the program. The central theme of the program is always compete. Did I get that right? Yeah, competition. Competition is, is everything. Gee, 2011, mm-hmm. lockout year. Yes. I get a phone call. <laughs> hey, get y'all butts up here. It's time to practice. It's time to go. Okay. The very first team meeting, that was the first life lesson I got from this dude. When I got drafted, you know the first thing I did? I started looking at the, the roster. Uh, David Hawthorne, Lopez Tupu, Aaron Curran. Like, damn, who am I going to beat out for this starting spot? Right. But what Coach Carroll taught me was, when it comes to this competing thing, you competing against that man in the mirror. Mm-hmm. That's who you competing against. Mm-hmm. Now, Coach, let me ask you this. <laughs> that true competitor, that true dude, you know what that looks like. Tell us, what, what's that look when you talk about Oh, this dude is a true competitor that I want on my football that's, that's team. A, that's a good question, Gage. The, uh, yeah, the central theme was competition. I'll back you up for a sec. Where that came from is in that meet, that that personal meeting with myself and Coach Wooden in his blue book. Um, that started the process of trying to figure out, you know, how I could describe and define myself. I I figured I better for some reason I figured I better know know who that is so that I can stand for something, you know. And so somewhere in there in the next few days, one right away, a few days. Um, you know, I said, I'm a competitor. Yeah. You know, and, and I, yeah, I'm, I'm a competitor. And it, it, it hit me that I've been competing my whole life and that's, that's the only way I knew how to do stuff. So if I'm going to, I had the thought, if I'm going to build a, a whole approach, I better make it as true to my heart as possible. And so competition was going to be the central theme. We're going to compete at everything. That was it. That's how that happened. Always compete was really the one line, you know? And so, uh, um, so what, and the way I, I found to describe what we're looking for was to say, if I was going to pick somebody to play with me in the park, mm. who would yep. I pick? Yep, yep. Who would I pick? You know, what kind of guy? Would I, I wouldn't pick the fastest guy or the guy that jumped the highest. Mm-hmm. I'd pick the guy that's going to freaking battle the hardest, who's going to be right there with me when it comes time. And and so from that, um, that's that's where it started. That's where the, what we're looking for, we're looking for guys like that. I mean, you want to define what? Doug Baldwin. Mm. There's one. I mean, there's, mm. a, there's a classic, you know. Yep. And and Sherm, chips on their shoulders, huge chips on their shoulder, you know. Earl, you know, Earl being a little guy. Oh, he 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 spent his whole life, you know, with with carrying a huge chip on his shoulder. And those those kinds of people, uh, uh, I'd rather compete with them. Oh yeah. Mm. I want to play with oh, those yeah. guys. Oh yeah. And so really, that was uh, the basics of it. Was really. Who would I want to pick on my team if I was going to play in the park? Because if we're playing in the park, I'm going to win. You know, we're going to find a way. We're going to whatever it takes. And that was really the that was where it came from, and, and that's that was the source of it. And uh, we haven't changed about that. You know, we, we we're really still trying to think that way in every turn that we make. And coach, I don't want to overstep a boundary with this, but you used to, I don't know if you still do it to this day, but you and the coaches get together, and do you guys still like give guys that scale? Yeah. Like, yeah. You guys still do that? Yeah. 
Um, one through five, right? One through seven is his now. One through it, seven. It's, it's grown. Yeah, it's explain the, it's, the scale. Yeah, it's a competitor. It's a, man. It's a competitor scale. Play, here's the thing: players, we don't know about it. <laughs> no, Play, you know, we never talked about it. Yeah. Yeah, players don't know about it. But the one through seven, one through seven is this guy's here. This guy's here. What is? Uh, I can't. I can't emphasize enough. What does that seven look like? <laughs> what are you looking for when you label guy a seven? Because not too many dudes uh, got that seven. You, you're, unfortunately, you're right on on what everybody always wants to know because they want to know who's that guy is the seven. But there ain't hardly any sevens. I know. Hardly any sevens. I know. It starts off. I'll, I'll share it with you. I don't share this very often, uh, but it's the competitor scale, and th this is not about what kind of player somebody is. It's what is their nature. Mm. What is their makeup? Mm. And who are they? Who are we dealing with? It's the same thing I've been talking about. That's, it's the guy we're looking for. And, you know, if you're a one or two, you're a survivor. You know, you're just barely. If you're a one, you're just hanging on. You're yeah. barely there. But you're there. A two is a guy who's just a step ahead of the guy that's just here to surviving it and getting through. But he's got a chance. Let me say this. The whole point of the scale is to figure out where somebody is so that we can identify it and agree on it. And then now we can go to, to, bat, to battle for the guy to work, elevate him up the scale. Okay. Mm -hmm. And, and the, the the, the basics of it are really about internal motivation. Guys that are internally, naturally motivated to try to get something and do something with, with you know, whatever they're faced with. And so, you know, a three and a four on, on that scale, that's, that's a pretty good, you're, you're a competitor, you know, but that's, that's you're likely competing uh, for external, e external factors. For the yep. money, for the stature, yep. for the status. Yep. I, I want to be a football player, you know, and, and, and they're not really centered on what, what drives them. And so as you go to the, the, the three and fours, those are competitors, but yet they're not, that's not the level that we, we want guys. We're trying to work them into the fives and sixes. And, and fours are pretty good now because they're, they're competitors that are they're starting to find their way out of it. But a five is a guy who's internally motivated and, and he's got his act together and, and uh, uh, everything is pretty much in line and he can pretty much run his own world and, and, and control it because he's driven. You get to be a six now. That's 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 it. You're still that's you're the real deal. You're you, you don't care what anybody thinks. You do stuff because you know what you need uh, and you're willing to do what it takes. And we don't really need to have to help you very much. We just kind of need to get out of your way and and but put you in the position so that you can be successful. And and so that we're, that's what we're trying to um, you know get people to to achieve the seven. Now that's a whole other <laughs> deal. <now. laughs> so, you ever had a seven? Yeah, yeah, yeah. We have. You've you've been with them, and, and I'm sorry. You know, you weren't a seven on, on this. Scale. I know, I know, I know. I know. But only there's only <laughs> there's only been two or three guys. Yeah. And I'm I'm not going to unveil it all. But I'll tell you no, that no. that what a, what the ultimate true competitor is to us is the guy has everything going. He has everything is in line. Everything is in order. He's he, he's he's got his world. He's maximizing who he is. But he also ha is compelled. He's got to take people with him. He has to take people with him. And not only does he have to take them, but they're going to go with him. Mm. That's that guy to me. Is this, that's the true seven. That's the guy that is so much of the leader, so much of the competitor. That uh, and, and not just that he, they can see that, but that he has it in him that he needs to take people with him. That's the ultimate guy that we're shooting for. And and that that we don't win and lose based on that guy. Sure. That's just you're just lucky when you got him. Sure. You know, it's the sixes that we need. We need all those guys that are freaking above it, internally motivated, driven, focused. They're going to give you everything they got. You never have to worry about wh where they're coming from. So that's what that is. <laughs> what it, I want to bring it to current day. And I got I to gotta say go. that um, from the outside looking in, from what I have seen, what's going on, especially over the last couple of years, it feels like there has been a renewed uh, energy. And what I mean by that is mm -hmm. it seems like the guys that are coming in, the – 
the KJ Wrights and all of those guys, the Camp Chancellor, all those guys are gone. So the the, the great would, dudes. Are gee, gone. I wouldn't say there's very many of those guys. I, I, I don't think there's two KJs. I think there's KJ and there's Cam. I don't think there's many of those guys. I just don't want to. Oh, they're because oh. they're so special. Thank they, you, Coach. Right, Thank right. You and, and 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 because of because of how special they were. It almost feels like when guys would come, it was like, well, I don't know if I can be as good. Finally, it feels like you have guys like, hey, we're not, that was that era. This is our era. I am DK. I am Tyler Lockett. I am Jordan Brooks. It, talk about that part of it, because that's the excitement that I see, these guys being themselves. Yeah, I, I hope that is what what this is right now. That there was a time, we had a, an, an age of the Seahawks for us that was, it was golden, man. We were really, really good. I mean, to play defense like we did for six years straight, you know, that's just, you know, we're, we're, there's not very many teams that were able to do that. And and to, it took all of you guys and all of the makeup and the, and the chemistry and all of that scheme, coaches, all of that to get that. And, and, and so the fact that it didn't stay there, that's kind of natural. It's kind of a natural thing because I, I never would admit that we couldn't, but it's a great challenge to get there. There's a there's a there's a new swing right now. You're you're feeling it. You can see it. it there's a, it's a new time and, and there's a, a new leadership. Leadership shifted. You know when when Bobby and Russ left, and it, it shifted and it became available to more people, different people. You know, and so the there's an excitement about that. That hey, somebody's got to fill this void. I think the guys knew it too. We didn't talk about it very much, but they they knew it too. They just watched it happening, and it is happening. It is this is what this team is, and it's why we there's an, a real true excitement about the people who have been here for a long time, and and I think it even transfers and translates to the guys who are just getting here. They can feel something's up, and so that's. That is what this is. That's why I'm so excited about this season. Because yeah, it feels like, okay, we've gone through, you know, what we've gone through and we, we've, we've had to dip and now we're, we're starting to feel this again where it can be really unique and really special and unlike anybody else is doing it. And, and so that's, that's what, you know, gets me going. I've been freaking jacked for, you know, a long time with this crew. And Coach, take it back. I heard a million times, practice is everything. Yeah. A, a billion times. <laughs> Coach, how did you... Create an environment to where when we stepped on this practice field, it really felt like the Seattle Seahawks versus San Francisco 49ers. <laughs> I, and you, Coach, you did it in OTAs. You did it in training camp. And even sometimes. How did you create our mind? I call you the master, like, <laughs> programmer. How did you program us and get us prepared to, like, when we step on this football field, I can get everything out of you guys? I don't know. You might be able to tell better than I can tell it. But what I would say is that – I came to back in the way back when, when we were putting together the the whole approach back there, and, and still hadn't even gotten to SC yet. Um, it was it was putting things together so that we could represent how we wanted this program to be structured and constructed on. And and you can't play this game of football without it, well without practicing really good. And so. Um, I wanted to make practice harder than the games. I wanted to make it more challenging than the games. I wanted the guys to be able to, to they could beat your, your ass in, in practice, but they couldn't beat you in the game. I wanted it to be like that, and I wanted to elevate the process of the preparation for the events, you know. And, and so um, to me, that I, I thought I could hold on to it every day and come back. I could come back every day and be freaking stupid crazy about here comes this next day. Yeah. And if I could do it, I could help the coaches do it. And then we could draw the team into that too. And therefore, we're preparing as well as you could prepare. I, I don't know if back then if I was saying it, but why can't we be the best practicing team in football? Why It's the guys in this room right here. There's nobody, nobody controlling this but us. 
if we set our sights on it and we can find the consistency that it takes day in, day out, keep coming, keep pushing. And that's why competing is so important because competing keeps us at the edge. If we're trying, you guys will battle for a freaking nickel. You know, you don't care what it is. <laughs> yeah. If something's at stake, they're going for it. And to keep that edge on, that was like, that's the, the secret to keeping the edge on is that it's always competitive and somebody's going to win, somebody's going to lose. And then you're going to see the highlights oh, and yeah. see who oh, won yeah. and who lost the next oh, yeah. day, you know, and, and, and all that. So, do you remember that moment we had at OTAs when, do you feel like you kind of, Lost control of us a little bit when we was fighting <laughs> a, a lot. Doug yeah. and Sherm feel big. Do you feel like you kind of like, damn, I got them so excited, so juiced up, so competitive that I'm losing a sense of like, hey guys, we still are teammates and we still are brothers at the same time. <laughs> yeah, I, we went too far, and I always wanted, I wanted to push the the, the the limit as much as possible, but. I think the day that Sherm, you know, intercepted a pass off of Russell, ran all the way back and <laughs> threw it at him right in his face oh. and, and then took off. And then, and then I don't know if it was Percy there. I don't know, but there was, was, a, it was Doug. Was and Doug. So Doug was, yeah, Doug was screaming back at the defense. Now he's screaming at Sherm. He's taking Russell's side. And, and then somebody got hit out of bounds and the whole place went freaking crazy. Phil you know? Bates got hit out of bounds. Phil Bates, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. No. And yeah. what's going through your head? Like, I got these dudes so juiced up, so excited. What is oh, my I'm job? I'm loving is? it. I'm loving it. It was awesome. It was freaking awesome. And then all of a sudden, I think yeah. I lost control. You know? yeah. And we, we had the, the meeting in here one day, you know, to, to talk it over with the fellas and we had to see if we can come back. I'll never forget. We're talking about it with the guys in, in, in here and... uh this is my this is my second time in his office. Yeah, what are you about yeah. to say? Uh-oh. This is my <laughs> and, second time. This is the meeting to kind of we got to get back on track here. Yeah. And I got Earl and Cam and, and yourself and Bobby. Was that, was that the four guys? Yeah. Uh, oh, sure. Maybe, yeah. Sure, maybe. Yeah. All, maybe all five of us. Guys. Guys. All defensive yeah. guys. Okay. All defensive yeah. guys. And uh, and so we go through the whole thing. You know that we've gone a little too far here. You know we don't want to disrespect one another. It's our teammates. On you know clearing the air and all that. And and so Earl Earl stops me in the middle. And he goes. What do you want me to do? <laughs> you want me to practice with these guys like I like these guys or something like that? You know, yes. it's like he was so off base and Cam goes, Don't worry about it. I got him. I got him. <laughs> coach, I'm not gonna lie. We all felt that. We all it was like, oh, time out, coach. Are you kidding? I know, I know. We that's how far we had come. We was like, we are kicking their ass, we are defense run this team, and you want us to bring guys along. We was we was a little confused as well. Well, what started happening is it started getting back to the league. And we started getting fined and, and, you know, they started, you know, we're getting concessions made that we had to make. And, and I'm, I mean, we're writing checks, big checks, big checks oh, yeah. to the league. And, and, and Glenna, Glenna said, hey, I think this is maybe enough. You know, and we're talking <laughs> Are big these personal checks. checks? Or hell yeah, checks. hell yeah! No, I, wasn't even gonna, money. I wasn't even going to bring this no, up, the, but I'm the, glad y'all the, bringing the this team, up. Right now. The team had to pay bigger checks than I paid, but I was paying half of what they were paying, and I wasn't worth <laughs> half of what they were worth. And so, anyway, but. We went too far, you know, and so, so it's been a process, you know, and and when I had my, my boys on the on on the staff to help me out, you know, Brandon was did it, you know, he pulled me aside, and, and uh, uh, Brian Schneider was was a help too, you know, he 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 had the empathy for the he, he kind of chill out, beat, you know, yeah, yeah, yeah. taking it too far. And I said, you sure? You know, I was like Earl, I went a whole lot different than oh, Earl, yeah. you know. So um, we went through a little bit of a dip there after that. I mean, you guys were okay because you you knew, but as we tried to transition the next guys, we weren't as we weren't as much at the peak as we we had been, and so it's been a constant. This is as close as we've gotten back to it. That's probably why I'm so fired up about what I'm doing. And, and coach, when you look at <laughs> <laughs> and coach, when you look at that era, I had Bobby, Sherm had Cam, Jermaine had yeah, yeah, Doug. You're right. Right. Who's who's a person in your life like 
this person will be my accountability partner. When they see Coach Carroll slacking, when they see me, I'm off of my game. Who's that person for you to reel you back? And it's like, hey, coach, yeah. we got to start doing that. That was BC, really, my son, my oldest son. He, he was, Brennan. he was, yeah, because he don't want to talk to me. And, and, and Glenna. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. And they're, they're the ones. Tater was my mentor on the, on the staff level, but I needed it to go deeper than that to, to, to really <laughs> make mm-hmm. a difference. And, and, uh, you know, fortunately, I had, you know, Matt Capro was around, and, and, but it was still early for Matt. And even with John, John, he didn't know what that he got yeah. into, you yeah. know, and, and all. I just needed help, you know, because I was a little, I was just as unbridled as you guys were. And, and that's sort of the way I wanted it. You know, that's what I was trying to get it like. And, and, uh, and we always talked about walking the fine line and all that, you know. So, um, but, you know, we survived. It was, yeah. But it was a freaking blast. Wasn't yeah. it? It, was, it, was, it was a good time. <laughs> good time. Good time. You've been here, what, 13 years, basically, right? Since 2010. It's been a great run. Um, everything's always positive with Pete. You always. Can you tell us a story and give us a time where there, in the 13 years, where you had some uncertainty? Was there ever a time? Well, <laughs> was there a time that you just like it, this? This tough sledding right here. There was. There really. There was one moment. And that was that moment after you know in the, in the Super Bowl. That was just, that was the moment. But that wasn't the moment I went down. That was the moment, you know, that I dipped. That was the moment that I realized what I've been preparing for the whole along was now at hand. You know that you were going to have to handle all the that comes at you sometime you know along the way and when it comes you're going to be right you're going to be the stud about it and and stand up and take it and be accountable just like you expect everybody else to be that was that moment and uh it it, it broke my heart a little bit that these that the guys they didn't they, you know they didn't know what else to think but what they were thinking and they they doubted you know and they doubted like that i wasn't there to for all the reasons that you were counting on me to be there and and i i understood it and so I worked, worked everybody through it as best I could. And, and then we eventually, you know, we, we made it through it. And, and, uh, but that was, that was the only really there. Were, I hate some of the games that we lost or the things that got away from us and all that. But that moment was the lowest moment of all, but it was also, it was also the opportunity. I saw that. It, okay. This is me. I saw that as an opportunity. I can stand up in front of all these people that are going to watch it and be a freaking stud about it and tell them, you know, and take it and show them how to be accountable. I, I honestly thought this was that moment and I was going to do it. And even the next couple of days, I forget who it was, one of those morning talk shows were coming in, you know, they wanted to talk to me about it. And I thought, this is really a moment to, to really demonstrate and display accountability. And they wanted to talk about everything else. So didn't worry, <laughs> they missed the whole point. But, um, but so that, that, was, that was it. And, but it was a great challenge. And we came right back, you know, we came right back again, as hard as that was on everybody and all that, um, you know. So, uh, and I don't wish that on anybody, you know, that, that kind of moment. But yet I was as prepared and ready to, to take it on as you could be, I think. It just made us stronger, made mm-hmm. us better. Um, it just took a long time. And I, I'm just, I'm so grateful that, that it's healing. Glenna told me the other night, she says, you know, it's not going to really heal. We're still talking about it. Yeah. It's not really going to heal until we win another one. And then mm. and that, the That's next the one, That's the next the one is to give it to all you guys, you know, in, in, in some silly way that doesn't, is not meaningful, but, but signifies, you know, all of it. Right. And, and uh, so... You know, right. I'll fight my ass off for you. And, and coach, when you talk about legacy, everybody want to be remembered for something. You want to be remembered for something. In your 50 years, time at Arkansas, SC, Jets, Patriots, Seahawks, not, not so much from, but from a player standpoint, like what do you want your guys to remember you as? Not from everybody else, but what do you want from your guys? It's pretty your, simple. From really, your guys? I'm pretty clear, pretty clear, pretty simple. But I want them to know that I really care for them. And, I, and above and beyond everything else, and and I care for them in the way that I want to help them be the best they ever dreamed of being. And if they can, if I can convey that to them, I'll take it. 
I don't care whatever the results or whatever happens, if if they can feel that, because I, I would like to show them, you know, what what it is to have that much empathy and compassion. And it's, for, it's not because I want it back. It's because I want them to have everything. And so if they can feel that and, and maybe understand that enough to share with their kids, too, then, then that's that's that, that's that's enough Absolutely. legacy for me. I don't need nothing else. Yeah. Well, job well done. You, you, you're doing it, been doing it. We appreciate we appreciate you. Appreciate it. Thanks for coming in. No doubt. Messing up my office and all that. I'm okay. No, yeah. Thanks, G. I appreciate you. Hey, bro. should we hit coach with the rapid fire real quick or you gotta we, go? No, we gotta get going. No, we gotta go. We gotta get going. Coach, love you, man. Love you guys. Thank you. Appreciate Thank you. you. Thanks I for appreciate being with you. It. Appreciate it. No Kick doubt. Kick ass, man. Appreciate y'all. Make sure y'all like and subscribe. Appreciate y'all for joining us. And remember, if you could do something, make sure you do it the right way. Oh, there you go. Ah. Yeah. Stab him. That's it. Coach, thank you, man. Thanks, bud.